Welcome back to your favorite podcast, the Golden Crown Podcast, where each week we bring you a sprinkle of Hallmark movie magic. You have your hosts for season five. You have myself, Sally, joined by the beautiful, the dog owner, Tracy. And as always, we do have our silent co-host, Colleen the Build-A-Bear. Well, we will go ahead and get started with our first segment, which is Wintry Wisdom. During this segment, we really like to share a lesson that stands out to us that we can find tied in through Hallmark movies. So, Mom, do you have your Wintry Wisdom? I do, and I, I titled it according to the Hallmark movie we watched today. Okay. I call it the... Every dog has their day. Oh, I like wisdom. that. But what I'm meaning is, in Hallmark movies, you will note there are no losers. Yeah. So yeah, even where you have those people who are let down or jilted or they don't fit with their significant other that they thought they did, because as we always have, that reverse trope kind of thing where you find yourself attracted to somebody else and that's really who you're meant to be with, etc., but there are no losers, right? Mm-hmm. They all seem to come to this realization of, okay, this wasn't meant to be, then it wasn't, and they don't hold that as a a loss. I like that one. There you go, so. Well, mine actually does also have to do with the movie, though, of course, I wrote this before having watched it, so I did not know it was going to be reflected in it. But my wintry wisdom is that love will always find and surprise you when you stop looking for it or when you're not looking for it. So, Because I find that that's a common thing that we see in Hallmark movies that I actually feel like could also be reflected in reality to an extent where when the main characters are either interested in someone else or looking some other place, that's when they stumble across. Or not looking. Yeah, correct. Or or, yeah, they don't want to. That's really when they bump into that love of their life. (laughs) Very good, very good. And for our next segment, then, we have our Polar Picks. So this is a segment where Sally and I each give our top three moments of the movie. We will intertwine them according to the chronology of the movie itself. So we'll Mm -hmm. try to stay in that order, which brings us all sorts of uh, back and forth throughout this season as we've done this feature. Of course, we have to actually touch not only on those key moments, Mm -hmm. but at the chemistry of the couple, hair, makeup, fashion, setting, betrayal, smooch meter, all of the the Hallmark movie essentials are also included in this. So this week we watched the Dog Lover's Guide to Dating. West, um, West. This is actually our first of our New Year's new movies. This was yes. the first one released. I believe it actually even came out on January 1st, if I remember correctly, correct. which is That's pretty cool. Correct. Leading Lady Alex was played by Rebecca Dalton. She was a new actress to us, but we really appreciated her. And then playing our leading man, Simon, as we've been saying multiple times um, throughout... This season is Corey Sevier. He's been in three so far this season, which when you think about the fact that this is our 10th episode of the season, that that's pretty impressive. Yeah, Corey has been a staple to this uh, recent set of Hallmark movies, for Correct. sure. Correct. But I will read Hallmark's little synopsis that they provide. This one's actually super short. It says, Simon believes Chloe is the girl of his dreams, 
but can't seem to win over her beloved pup. So this leaves out quite a few details that we'll get to as we're weaving our polar picks, but I believe mom starts out fresh at the beginning of the movie, so I think I that's do. our place to start. My polar pick is absolutely the entry scene of yes. the movie, the very, very, very beginning. So you you see Alex getting up first thing in the morning, all energized and happy and bouncy right into the kitchen. She has the raw potatoes. She has the raw eggs, obviously. She's got all raw vegetables. She's got everything just starting from scratch. Makes a whole uh, effort, obviously, in making these um, sliced potatoes and making slicing out tomatoes, making an omelet with lots mm -hmm. of veggies on top and everything, fresh, and some bacon. Actually, a couple slices of bacon in there. And when this perfect plate is made, she even puts a little piece of parsley on it, too, so that it just looks, the presentation mm -hmm. is beautiful. And you're thinking, aren't you? <laughs> wow, that's a, that's a lot of effort to go through to make a breakfast from scratch like that. I hope she enjoys it. <laughs> so then she promptly takes it and puts it down on the dog's mat and calls her dog to come and get the food. Yes. She then just has a, a little packaged power bar, bar kind of thing. That sets the tone for yeah. understanding what Alex what Alex's priorities are mm -hmm. and how much she really gives to to dogs. Yes. While she's at the dog park, she's walking with her sister. Um, we learn her sister, Sarah, is a yoga instructor, and she's been begging Alex to come and attend one of her classes because she, too, has noticed the lack of effort that Alex puts into herself due to her high focus on dogs. We also come to realize Alex has a lot of trust issues with people as they are walking through the park discussing some of these main facets of her personality. We see a rather humorous scene where this little, I'm assuming it was a pug, maybe a mix, um, yeah. little dog is running through the park eating everyone's food as they have spread out for picnics yes. and just kind of being a general nuisance and mm -hmm. here comes our leading man Simon following afterwards. Of course Alex steps in, get the, gets the dog under control and comments on the fact that he is not a very good dog trainer in which case he says, well it's not really my dog, it's this, it's Chloe's dog and we learn Chloe is someone he's very invested in. Yes wants to be in a relationship with and so Alex has to walk through how she's a dog trainer in her expert opinion that dog is very anxious and stressed out and that's why the dog is acting out. Simon is quick to dismiss some of these things and does reveal that the dog's name is also Simon so from now on we'll call him Simon and the dog little Simon because that's yes. also how they distinguished it in exactly. the movie and I think that's really cute nomenclature. Yes, yes. little Simon. <laughs> but Simon is a very big ad executive. Yes. He's attracted to Chloe because they're both very successful. They're both very high up in their careers. She is a designer. And she was a former model. So mm -hmm. she's very beautiful. She, yeah. Has a very strong presence. Correct. And so it's kind of that, it's a perfect match kind mm -hmm. of thing. Uh, in his in his opinion. Yes. So he needs to make the impression on her, but only if he can win over Little Simon. Little Simon. And this is what really leads his coworker to say, like, hey, if you want a chance with her, like, I think you should get that dog uh, trainer on board that you met in the park uh, and see if she would be willing to help you mm -hmm. basically to get to win over Chloe. And 
as Alex begrudgingly agrees to work with him because she's very hesitant. She says, I'm not a dating expert. This isn't what I do. I focus on dogs. I don't focus right. on training people right. with dogs. Our man, Simon, starts to starts to win her over a little bit too. So let's, let's start breaking down some of those moments because I think it's really important to uh, go on the journey that this couple took. So in the beginning, of course, she's giving him these lessons, but a lot of it, although it is focused on winning over the dog, does make Simon reflect a little bit deeper about himself. So mm -hmm. we'll walk through that. Of course, one of the things she's pointing out is that little Simon is very anxious when he's in places where there's a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And that tends to set off that behavior that we saw in the park. So she has to teach Big Simon <laughs> to remain confident in himself, have that give and take that's really key to a partnership, um, establish that hierarchy that's needed for dogs to feel safe, um, and all these little tips and tricks like that that really solidify what that partnership should look like between him and little Simon. Right. Of course, all the while, Simon is not content with just leaving it at these lessons. He's inquiring about her, her life. He's noticing, you know, there's not really anyone that she, anyone else she talks about. Actually, she doesn't even really bring up her sister with him. So no. he's getting the vibe that she's very solitary, yeah. that she's very independent and hardworking. And this really leads me to my next polar pick because early on, Simon goes to meet with Alex because he had just tried to have a date with Chloe after their first dog lesson. Uh, because he decides to take Chloe somewhere more remote in the woods so Simon would be a little bit calmer and he could show off his skills with little Simon. Yes. And unfortunately, it turns out that Chloe is allergic to some of the flies that Black were in flies. the woods. Yes. And they had to quickly abort that. So he wants to tell Alex this whole funny story about how the lesson backfired. And he sees that she is at the home of Jacob who is a fellow volunteer at the dog shelter. Um, later we learn he's also a veterinarian of all things. So he gets the vibe immediately that Jacob likes Alex. But I think Alex is very dense when it comes to other people's feelings towards her. She's either dense or she truly does not care because she has she no... I think it's just she doesn't pay attention to it. It's yeah. not something she focuses on or really puts the time in to observe. But my polar pick is their meeting because Jacob and Simon are both just very clearly squaring each other off, yes. doing those little Awkwardly. things that I hate when people do where they're just like trying to get the one up on each other, trying to show that they're the better fit, which is really interesting because at this point in the movie, Simon at least claims that he's really wanting a relationship right. with Chloe, but yes. we can see... Yes. Not the whole truth because he's definitely trying to claim his territory with Alex. So that was kind of my first polar pick was just watching that play out, especially noting that Simon may have some feelings for mm -hmm. our favorite dog trainer here. A lot of things come up that um, just really throw Simon and Alex together. For example, there's a photo shoot for one of his ad clients, which is a dog food brand. And although he typically does just give the agencies whatever they ask for, he decides the the shoot's just feeling a little dry. Yeah, it's and of course, something. with it being a dog food brand, his 
initial thought is let's get Alex on board. Let's get some of the dogs involved that I've been meeting throughout the process, Mm -hmm. including this little dog, Ziggy, Ziggy. who is so cute. I love Ziggy. And and her dog, of course. Mm -hmm. Radar. Yes. Uh, So they come on the set and they have that cute photo shoot montage that you would expect from a Hallmark movie where they're running all about, playing with the dogs, clearly just walking on all fours like the dogs on their hands and knees and just being silly together and being themselves. And I think the coworker best friend that we always have really clocked some of the interactions between them because he even noted very early on in the movie, like, are you sure you want this relationship with Chloe? Because I have never seen you more stressed and unhappy and you're moving your work schedule around just to be with her and run into her at certain times. Where we see this contrast when Simon is with Alex of him just being him, his authentic self, being able to be funny with her. And including of course, going back to his favorite sandwich shop, yes. having things spicy, mm-hmm. so you can see where he has this, he can, yes, he can be his self with uh, Alex, whereas with Chloe, it's yeah. obviously changing a bit, sort of like Zookeeper. Ugh. Oh, I hate to give that reference, Nick and Tessa. I mean, we can see the chemistry start to develop. You can very much feel in... Simon's character, that push and pull where he thinks what he should be going after is that relationship with Chloe, but he's realizing things just don't mesh the way he thought they would. For the most part, Chloe doesn't even fall for him until he's able to get little Simon under control, which seems an odd stipulation to begin a, a romantic relationship. That, that others have not been able to deal with yes. that, and that if they don't love her dog they can't love her Mm -hmm. so she's already kind of put the stipulation around relationships he knows he's got to get through that boundary yeah or there would be no relationship and he does succeed but only because of alex Alex, and and the fact that he put the effort towards oh he did yes yes he was definitely trying as things are progressing though um after this photo shoot he decides, you know what, something I've noticed Alex really struggles with because he's reading her just as much as she's reading him. Yes. Is she lacks spontaneity. She really enjoys that rigid and structured routine. She cares about a lot of things very deeply but does not care after herself. Of course, the main thing being the dogs. They're even um, trying to save the shelter that she volunteers for since the landlord was trying to evict them. Um, and they were trying to buy the building back to keep all the dogs where they were. Um, so he's obviously stepping up a lot and he's trying to challenge her now. So he takes her on kind of a date um, to go axe throwing. Because he's saying at this point, we're throwing caution to the wind. I mean, I'm not sure if any of you listeners have gone axe throwing. I myself have, and I did not enjoy the experience. And neither did Alex. She didn't like it for different reasons than me. She wasn't very good at it, so she felt a little frustrated that she wasn't succeeding and that she wasn't able to compete with Simon, because that often is what she sets up for herself is these competitions between people. Since she doesn't really trust them, of course it's easier to compete against someone than to let someone in. That being said, as they are throwing the axes, I cannot believe Hallmark did this, and this is my polar pick. He says, well, let me help you. And they turned axe throwing, of all things, romantic, because it is that classic 
you would normally see it at like a pool table where it's like, you know, let me put my arms around you. Let me guide you to show you the yes. motion. And he does that with the axe throwing, but the moment is quite overwhelming for Alex. It really pushes some of those walls she has put up for herself of not trusting people, of not letting people in because they were very, very close to kissing, in my opinion, during this scene. To the he point was saying that she drops mm-hmm. the axe, literally. Yes. I mean, he was saying she had to loosen up, had to trust in that moment, and becomes too overwhelming. She drops the axe and promptly leaves. Yes. Of course, he thinks this is going to be the end of their day together. But we have to have our gradual decline. So upon returning home, Alex notes that Radar has not left the bed that she was laying in the morning. And didn't drink. Yeah. And all of her food and water was left untouched. So she knows something's wrong. And unfortunately, her car is in the shop. So she tries to call her sister. No answer. So she says... Radar, you know that I love you because I'm doing this for you. And she she bites the bullet. She calls Simon. Simon. Big Simon. Yes. And he has to rush her and Radar to the vet. Uh, Jacob does some pretty rushed uh, labs, making space for her and Radar over some of his other clients. Mm -hmm. uh, And is able to determine that it's a cyst, unfortunately, on her stomach lining it sounds like and they were gonna do a procedure the following morning to get it taken care of non-cancerous though yeah so it was benign there wasn't any there wasn't too much risks besides just the surgery itself which was relieving news but we get showdown between jacob and simon part two simon is starting to think you know what i have to back off because jacob's you know he's a vet he's the one taking care of her dog clearly she's going to fall for him while also recognizing that she has said multiple times she does not date she's not interested in any kind of human connection she just wants her dog and she's happy with that alone we're really rushing to more of the climax of the movie i will say a lot of our polar picks kind of happened at the tail end. So that's really where we're going to be focusing. Mm-hmm. And I did choose that intentionally. <laughs> My next polar pick moment comes shortly after the surgery. Jacob gets Radar home. He goes out of his way to drop her off at Alex's house. Mm-hmm. And every, you know, Radar is safe and sound, fresh out of surgery, doing just fine. And Simon is returning to work the day after, feeling a little disappointed, feeling like, okay, it's inevitable. She's going to fall for the vet over me. As part of what we had been talking about, of course, the fundraiser, um, they're pulling off a silent auction to really try to raise the funds necessary to buy the build. And Simon to- is leading that. Yes. With all of his marketing contacts Correct. and company contacts. And he's even yeah, Chloe. And he's even involved Chloe. They do have he has a little contacts to bring in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do have a little moment in a thrift store where she's kind of putting these sunglasses on, saying they look cute on him, and even kind of like giving him the boop on the nose where you're kind of like, hmm. Maybe there is a relationship potential there. Not really sure. But she does agree to help out with the silent yes. auction. Knowing because how important dogs. Yeah, yes. knowing how important our a... furry friends are. Yes. As they are continuing with the fundraiser, Simon does invite Alex to check out the space prior to the setup. And he's doing all those classic things of, you know, saying, oh, well, of course there'll be food, there'll be music, and... Dancing. Dancing. This is, again, where we are continuing our decline. 
because he, you know, they have to have that moment where they're kind of dancing and then Awkwardly. I was like, but, but Chloe's coming, right? Yes, Chloe's coming to the, to the silent auction. But Jacob's coming, right? Yes, Jacob's coming is maybe my date. And he does kind of push the issue. And I, I do appreciate how this scene was depicted because unlike normal where it'd be low-key hostile between the two of them, he is kind of coming at it from like, you know, are you sure you want to be opening yourself up like this? And kind of pushing her to think about the issue a little bit more. And she actually just has an unexpected outburst for the character that she was. I mean, I think she she's feeling like she can be more herself around Simon and it really shows because she says, because he's saying, you know, you can trust people to just want to do things for you without needing something in exchange. Right. Because they're talking about how Jacob went out of his way to drop radar off, went out of his way to shift around the schedules to make that surgery happen. And she's just seeing it as transactional yes. of like, oh, he's only doing that because he wants to have a date with me. And he's saying, no, people can want to do things for you and not expect anything with no in return. ulterior motive whatsoever. Yeah. And she's like, well, you wouldn't know, you know, what was in my dad's head when he left me. And this is really where Simon gets that glimpse of why she's acted the way she's been acting in terms of those walls and the way that she sees the world. And I actually really appreciated this moment because he's like, wow, Alex, like that kind of was really heavy and Alex of course in her classic fashion is like nope it's fine it's it happened it's whatever and he's like it's not fine and he leaves that like he he leaves that statement I thought that was so powerful because it was really what Alex needed to be confronted with is like no that's not always the truth and he says like it's so unfortunate that your dad not being able to be the person he needed to be and stay with the family is what's impacting your current happiness and continuing to influence your decisions and of course these are messages that Alex has also heard from her sister Sarah more than a few times this is really getting to be too much for Alex a lot's happening and he's even trying to walk her through basically the way he cares about her and he says I no longer need that dog trainer and of course was going to continue it with I need someone who's a friend or I need someone in, like you know to be in a relationship with that but Alex cut him off and said yep. yep hear you loud and clear okay then after the silent auction we'll just be done then classic cold shoulder cut off and this is where we really reach my next polar pick moment because he has to go back to work after this and his coworker clocks him very early on and is like you are not acting yourself today like what happened to really throw you off and of course he's being dismissive nothing happened i'm just hungry i'm just gonna go um get some food what really stands out to me about that moment is i like of course you know we we both love that dynamic of like yes. the very caring and involved coworker friend but i like how he kind of let him walk away from the situation knowing that there was something wrong and knowing that they would eventually talk and um as he's you know leaving the door that's when simon really is assessing what he wants to see because Chloe had texted him, hey, you know, what are you up to? And he said, I'm about to grab a sandwich. You want, you want to get one as well? And she says, 
as if I'm on a three-day cleanse. And he's realizing if I stay with Chloe, like, yes, we do have some things in common, but we don't have the things that are most important. We can't just go enjoy a sandwich like what I did with Alex. We can't, you know, go spend time in the park like what I do with Alex. Like, I think he's realizing what he will be missing out on. And one of the full circle moments that Hallmark included that I thought was so cute is Simon actually sees the golden retriever that Alex trained at the beginning of the movie walking away with the owners that are now together um, because obviously the the dog magnet the dog bait worked as they yes. say in the <laughs> opening of the movie so i actually just thought that was really sweet because i think it was that kind of down-to-earth moment where he's like what do i want to see from my life because of course there's nothing wrong with the way chloe lives but it just wasn't as compatible as the way that him and Alex would work together. So we're really reaching kind of the end of the movie. We do, uh, right before the silent auction fundraiser is about to start, we learn that Alex's sister, Sarah, had just recently been engaged Engaged to her fiance. Yes, and I thought it was so touching because as Jeremy is leaving the room to go get, I think, some more bubbly or something uh, as they were celebrating, Sarah turns to Alex and says, you know, dad leaving us unexpectedly didn't just impact you. I also have a really hard time being vulnerable in my relationship, trusting someone else. It forces Alex to realize that even though her sister is a bit more outgoing and more sociable, that doesn't mean that she doesn't struggle with things too, which I thought was really key because I think the way Alex has chosen to internalize the issue, she sees it as she's the only one struggling. She sees it as a full shutdown and shut out. Whereas her sister Sarah makes it clear to her, we've had our struggles, Jeremy and I. Oh yeah, but that's basically it's because of how I've had to deal with things Mm -hmm. and how I've had to work through things. But that's what I'm saying is when she says that, Alex literally says, I had no idea you two make it look so easy. And that's what I'm saying is Alex internalizes it to the point that she sees it as solely her issue and has never recognized that maybe that's something that her sister struggles with and is choosing to do the work to push through that and to trust someone else despite what had happened to, put to all them. her time and effort on the dogs who love mm-hmm. freely and without any kind of condition mm-hmm. versus to spend any time mm-hmm. trying to make a human connection correct and her sister does have a dog as well we never get to learn the dog's name no, unfortunately but we do see obviously that connection there as well which mm-hmm. i thought was really sweet that they both had um kind of that support and comfort as well but of course we have reached the time of the fundraiser unfortunately or fortunately depending on whose team you're on Jacob is the one taking her to the fundraiser and Simon is with Chloe entering the fundraiser as Mm -hmm. well they definitely have that moment where they see each other and take each other's breaths away and you're like okay like we cannot be denying this come on as Alex is sitting at the silent auction table with best work friend that I cannot remember his name for the life of me um they are chatting and he mentions that she's funny and she's smart and those are probably some of the characteristics that Simon really likes about her and she's of course like what what are you talking about and he's like come on I know that you're smart enough to figure out how he feels about you and at that time Chloe and Simon approach the table because (laughs) Chloe is signing up for this romantic silent auction item for a trip Mm. to Italy wine territory Mm -hmm. yes 
And so, of course, you know, uh, Alex is like, oh, that'll be such a romantic trip for the two of you. And she's like, well, actually, I'm thinking about bringing my mom. (laughs) She loves wine. And you're immediately seeing like, oh, goodness, this is not going to work out. And they're talking a little bit about little Simon and the ways that Simon was able to train him and really went over his heart. And that is when... Chloe begins to see the sparks between Alex and Simon because they're making silly jokes, laughing at each other, and their eyes are only on each other. So she notes it, and as they're dancing, of course, she's going to take care of business. But first, we need to get to Mom's polar pick. So for my polar pick, while they're at the um, selling auction and everybody's dancing... There are pictures of all the dogs, not all, yeah. but most of the dogs no, are pictures so all the way around, and, yeah. and they'll have little descriptions, etc., about those dogs. And because obviously this is meant to have people have a vested interest Correct. in why we're trying to save this shelter, is we're saving it to help dogs like these For dogs. the dog scums. So Simon happens to be saying something about Ziggy, and then Sarah, the sister, says, Oh, I know Ziggy, and I know who you are. Yes. Which Sets him aback a little bit because he doesn't know who she is. Correct. So she has to say, I'm Sarah and I'm Alex's sister. Mm -hmm. And so basically, she (laughs) has the best way of bringing reality. Yeah. Um, She's very blunt. Very blunt, but not... Not rude, but... Not direct. Demands people... She's indirectly blunt. Yeah. Yeah. How they wrote the script... That was impressive. I'm not sure how, without you watching it, audience, (laughs) listening to us, it's really difficult to Mm -hmm. explain how well she described what was happening and opened his eyes. She basically asked his intentions with her sister. And she's saying, like, you know, it's clear you both like each other. What are you going to choose to do about that? And so basically she's saying she's a very tough sister. Mm -hmm. And... She is making him very aware of the situation mm-hmm. and the fact that she's aware of the situation, but perhaps her sister being in a different space yeah. is not. I think that's a polar pick for me because it is that, like I said, the verbiage, how they, that exchange, mm-hmm. how they, how they it was did beautifully it was, written. was beautifully written. Right. Sarah as a character, just fantastic to be there for her sister. That kind of summarizes why that's my, one of my polar picks as well. But of course we have to get yeah. towards... The end the of resolution. the end of the silent auction, where we obviously now Simon has had a couple of uh, come to reality moments, mm-hmm. right, with his coworker, and now with Sarah, he has at this point while he's dancing with Chloe said, "Chloe, we need to talk." She doesn't even give him the bandwidth to make to make the statement that she knows he's going to make, which is mm-hmm. basically. We're not right for each other. Yeah. You are in love with the dog trainer lady. <laughs> yeah. And I'm okay with it. Yeah. It's, you know, it's that it's that moment of Hallmark. Mm-hmm. Well, to be fair, Magic. I feel like this was one of the more realistic times for that because, like I've already stated, I mean, Chloe was not interested in him. Not to anything substantial. Even their, quote, dates were going to the thrift store and her putting sunglasses on him. She would hardly ever leave the house because she was always doing her work. So, like, there there wasn't really anything much to walk she was away clear from. That. We're yeah. both successful. Yeah. We're both ambitious. We're both... Yes, we have some things in common, but we're not, yeah. we're not a couple. No. And 
I deserve more. Mm-hmm. I mean, she makes that other statement, obviously, you know, like... Well, because they I, both only care about each other, but caring is obviously a different level right. than loving someone. Exactly. And, and that's what she distinguishes, and that's why it is, right. I think, so easy to walk away for both of them, because there right. really was nothing there. So it was a it was that congenial mm-hmm. breakup from each other, and obviously Simon now feels like he should be approaching... Alex, which he does. However, mm-hmm. Jacob is beside Alex saying, time to go home. Right. You know, I brought you here. It's time for me to escort you out. And this leaves Simon without really saying his true feelings in yeah. front of them. I mean, he does express that he has a lot of care for Alex, that she's taught him a lot about himself. Right. And but- she's taught him to be strong and brave once more. And um, at this point, Alex chooses to decline both men because she's done with the pressure. She's done with continuing to live in fear, truthfully. And goes and seeks out a midnight hot dog where her sister meets her and very bluntly and kindly and compassionately states that she really needs to reevaluate the way that she's choosing to live because it's not sustainable and because she is blocking out people that truly do love her. And it's not just enough to have her sister in radar. And oh, by the way, she saw Simon Simon and Chloe Chloe break up two Mm -hmm. hours ago. So Alex is realizing, okay, he's not just saying this to keep me on the line while he's still messing around with Chloe. Like he truly was actually trying to seek me out. Sorry, I forgot your is when Alice does contact him and the next morning they meet up mm-hmm. on the top of this cliff, which we still cannot figure out no where the idea. setting is. It's it's gorgeous. It's definitely lakeside or oceanside, yeah. peninsula, a boating area, but we don't we can't tell exactly where the location is and they never do mention anything. But earlier in the movie, when she had taken Simon to this cliff, she did not realize how afraid of heights he was, but she was able to try to coach him mm-hmm. and help him deal with and put in perspective what it was like to be up on this cliff, what to enjoy from it, just focusing on the positive. So this is the this is a comeback point where they meet there. He's, again, a little uncomfortable to be up there, mm-hmm. but she said, I did want to meet with you. And it's at this time that they profess their love for each other mm-hmm. uh, clearly and that we reach our smooch, smooch meter. meter and so for the very first couple of smooches there what was your uh i rated it high and i said spicy i said thumbs up on that but at the very end then she's leaving the house with radar mm-hmm. he has ziggy. ziggy and some flowers for yeah. her and that's where they share I would have called it then the very passionate kiss. That closing set of kisses, I would say that was a highly passionate. Yes. Yeah, and that's how our movie ends. So let's get to some of those elements that we have to touch on. Of course, um, setting we're going to leave out. We don't really know. It was gorgeous, gorgeous. though. Loved it. But um, not much to say there. As for hair, fashion, makeup, I thought she was... Perfect. Like, that was amazing. She was so beautiful. I loved her different hairstyles. Always typically high ponies or just straight down. Mm -hmm. Kind of a mix of both of Mm -hmm. those. Um, His style, fantastic. That's the best Corey Sevier styles I've seen so far. Very much dressing as that ad exact, really important businessman. So, I think they pulled that off well. Um, As for the chemistry of the couple, 
Wow. It's been a while since I've seen that in a Hallmark movie where it's just sparks throughout. Again, we got to see a little bit of that banter. Their humor was a little bit similar to what we saw in last week's movie where mm-hmm. it's kind of that self-aware humor, uh, which I enjoyed. But yeah, I, I was, was blown slow, away. It was a slow boil, though. Yeah. Same thing I mean, where the character, the main character, it would not have been believable if it was anything but that, given right. her boundaries and given right. the way she wasn't really looking for a relationship. Um, but I think for him, he fell for her pretty early on and realized, okay, maybe the things that I thought I needed to want aren't the things that I truly want. Right. Um, right. So, yeah. And I think, I think they're, so, from the chemistry perspective, too, as he was persistent and yet patient, mm-hmm. and perhaps it was because he wasn't sure of what he mm-hmm. wanted and that, that he was just saying, yes, this, I am interested, but mm, I shouldn't be because I should yeah. be interested with Chloe. But this kind of appeals. There's a lot, of, a lot of things that are very positive in this versus the relationship I'm trying to build with Chloe. Yeah. However, I think that, yes, the chemistry, you're right, was a very strong yeah, chemistry it was strong. between these two. Yes. Uh, I will say betrayals, the main betrayal just being that interaction in the event space where, of course, she's intentionally choosing to misunderstand what he's saying and kind of walk away from that situation. I think that's really our main betrayal. I think that's the main one. There were a couple other ones. I mean, especially like when she does, at the end of that soiree, where she does take Jacob's arm, right, as he Mm -hmm. offers his arm to be escorted out. You don't find out until afterwards when she's talking with her sister Sarah, getting that hot dog, that she actually just, said to Jacob, I don't want to yeah. ride home. I want to walk. That she would but, remain you know, independent not, from that. Not really like... She, she didn't do that like to... a betrayal as she yeah, walked But away. she didn't do that to hurt him per se. We do have to touch on that quote because once again, I forgot to put it um, in the spot where it fell on the movie. But uh, as they are getting to know each other, Simon is seeking out Alex for her dog training services for little Simon. And he said... The only place that he met her was the dog park, so he was going to return there and ask after her. He didn't really expect much to happen from that because obviously it's one person in a dog park, but he said he was able to learn a little bit more about her whereabouts because she is, and this is the quote of the podcast, the Beyonce of dog owners, which we thought was perfect because that really does suit Alex. She really is that amazing individual, even though she didn't see it in herself till the end of the movie. That's really the qualities that she brings. We love that she is a queen like Beyonce. Exactly. And I will say for the setting, the only green screen, at least from my perspective, was when they were at that event Mm -hmm. setting, when they were doing their dance and having their conversations. It was kind of like like a boating scene behind there that just looked like a very filmed, still life, uh, back backdrop, and, and so I. Other than other than that, I mean, I, again, yeah. they had some beautiful shots, and at least they didn't put the characters so much with the green screen as we've seen in some of the yeah the more recent ones that we've seen. So we will move on to our final segment, which is glacial grading. During this segment, we like to share our most important counts, as well as our coveted woo-woo rating. Um, so let's get started with those counts first and foremost. What did you take this week, Mom? So I had scarf, boots, and coat. However, <laughs> Sally and I have now come to the realization, as we're into the New Year, New Movies mm-hmm. series, that scarf and boots probably needs to go, and we'll go back to coats and shoes coats in this particular one they must have been in some very comfortable climate 
because the most we have are jackets and blazers, folks. And I will say I didn't start counting at the very beginning with the jackets and blazers because I was set on the coats. I have nine okay. between the two main leads, mm-hmm. between Alex and Simon. And there were some repeating ones, but obviously no, no boots, no scarf. Yeah. What did you have, Sally? I took adult beverages and hot beverages. Adult beverages were three, so not too many. But hot beverages were five. A lot of coffees in this one, which Mm. I appreciate that we're returning to that. Well, of course, this leads us to our woo-woo rating, which is named after our gorgeous golden retriever. You will see her heavily featured on the Instagram since it was a dog movie. We took a lot of pictures of her. Um, She likes to woo-woo to express herself, so we will woo-woo to express ourselves on a scale of one to five. One being our least favorite Hallmark movie, five being our most favorite Hallmark movie. So... I will kick us off. I gave The Dog Lover's Guide to Dating a 4.5 woos. Very tempted by the five, but here we go. I thought the amazing characterization is what really pushed me towards that high rating. I think they did a really good job of demonstrating the strengths and the flaws of each of our characters and the way that they could interact to bring out that best side of each other. The chemistry, as we talked about, extremely palpable throughout the movie, which I really appreciated and enjoyed because I think it worked well in this setting. and. The only thing that tore it down that point five for me mm-hmm. is I had difficulty with the pacing of this movie, which is not surprising. I have difficulties sometimes with pacing overall. I feel like the ending felt incredibly rushed for what it was. I wish we would have spent more time in the actual fundraising event, kind of fleshing that out. It seemed very uh, big decision, big decision, boom, boom, boom at the end, which was a little jarring in my opinion, but I understand it's the classic Hallmark five-minute wrap-up. So I can't I can't critique it too hard. We did have that green screen present, which I'm trying to ignore, but like, come on, Hallmark. And then there was a scene where the lighting was also a little off, which I found weird because that's not normally that an issue. Apartment? Yeah, I don't normally have an issue with their lighting. Actually, typically it's very good. But it was a weird, hazy lighting in her apartment, and it just threw me off. And the scene was actually kind of important. It was the sisters kind of talking about Simon and Jacob and her being open to love. And I felt like that really detracted from the scene. So I know they're kind of silly things, but they all together combined to bring that down the point five. Um, But I really did appreciate the different manifestations of the same issue in both the sisters and the different ways that they chose to cope with that. I thought it was really beautiful that they were still able to lean on each other despite these differences. So that's really what went behind my rating. What about for you, Mom? Very good. Actually, we agreed on the rating. Okay. I did a 4.5. Although I was tending more towards the 4. Okay. But the four point, so the extra half point for me was the dogs gums. Was of course the dogs. <laughs> was my last. Well, I, I think it. I think it was really. I, I wouldn't say the development of the characters as much as more the evolution of the characters. Right, the fact that you became more aware of yeah. what had impacted them. Mm-hmm. They were. Uh, at least at some point, willing and open to reconsider both Simon and Alex. So Simon also had his -hmm. his issues. And I think from the, I will agree with the pacing that Sally mentioned. Like I said, I was between the four and 4.5, so I wasn't even getting close to the five (laughs) at that point. But I think, I think 
See, to me, it was slower yeah. getting to the event at the end for the fundraising, etc. With some things that I thought you just didn't need to spend that much time yeah. on. Because I wasn't getting that much value add from it. Loved the relationships. Yes. So definitely Alex and Sarah, the mm-hmm. sisters. Obviously a big a big draw that they were there for each other and that the younger sister was trying to model mm-hmm. how to to really take what was sour grapes from life, right? And and make make a positive difference in that to get beyond that, to to grow and to mature beyond and really get to what she wanted and needed in her life. And and kind of showing that example to her older sister, who she knew without badgering her sister or criticizing her sister or anything like that. It was a slow and steady, Mm -hmm. I'll try to be the example, I'll try to state things. Again, the the, the script writing for the sister, Mm -hmm. for Sarah's, our conversations with Alex and with Simon was fantastic. Again, that subtle, but very blunt, as Sally said, but not a harsh blunt right a very loving mm-hmm. blunt uh the way that that was scripted which i i greatly appreciate i think that's kind of what kind of moved it towards that 4.5 of course the dogs mm-hmm. do that and the chemistry of the couple was just so fantastic honestly mm-hmm. it's probably one of the better ones we've seen yeah. more recently yeah i'd agree well that moves us into our shout out so shout out to tess so we love you, love you. Shout out to Jasmine. Shout out to our husbands, to Mark and to Nick. Love you. Shout out to our sponsor, Anchor. Thank you for believing in us. Shout out to Samantha Rose Candles. Mm-hmm. We are enjoying cozy yes this evening as we record this podcast which is a very that's a very good one very good set (laughs) thank you samantha rose and you'll probably remember that candle company from i believe earlier in the season we did a couple of her fall ones yeah yeah so um definitely shout out to her company shout out to our favorite couple colleen Colleen and and michael with miss millie and miss liddy uh, shout out to all of our listeners, both loyal and new. We appreciate you coming back each week for our Hallmark Chitter Chatter. Next week, we will be getting a jump on that series that we had talked about oh. last time. We are so very excited and so very pumped to be bringing this um, series back and being able to talk about it. Hallmark, we appreciate you. Um, again, if you don't know what we're talking about, you've got to stay tuned for next week to find out. That's really all I'll say at this moment. So, until then, cheers! cheers!